Welcome to Lipstick Fitties, a beauty podcast. I'm your host, Atlanta makeup artist and content creator, Rachel Rose Mazza. I created this podcast to have unfiltered conversations about all things beauty. We're chilling with my friends and colleagues from all over the world at all different walks of life. This goes way beyond the glossy facade of social media. Sometimes we don't get to know the personalities behind the people who create with their heart and soul. I'm talking to everyone from pro makeup artists to beauty enthusiasts, from influencers to entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. Lipstick Biddies is a community we're building that is truly interactive with you listeners. So if you're someone who wants to learn some shit, get inspired, and have a good-ass time, this podcast is for you. Who are the faces behind the faces? Keep listening to find out. Hello, biddies, and welcome back to the newest episode of Lipstick Biddies Podcast with your host, Rachel, here, the head biddy in charge, the hostess with the mostest, here with you every single week. Thank you for coming back and joining me today for the next 45 minutes. Welcome to all of you new biddies. You guys are going to be so excited for today's episode. Before we get into it, a couple really, really exciting things. Firstly, today we are launching our new spring and summer merch. Yay! So not only are we launching new styles of clothes because, you know, it's hot out. We're doing hot girl summer. We got some tank tops and shit, some crop tops. We also are launching a brand new shirt design that I designed with one of our biddies, Emma Cunningham. You can find her on Instagram at givegoodfacepaint. Um, She's incredible. She took my ideas for new designs and executed them so amazingly I I can't even describe to you how excited I am for this. Um, I debuted them at the makeup show. I was showing them off and people liked them so much that we did a little pre-sale for the people who saw me at the makeup show. And those shirts will be on your way. If you're listening to this, they will be going out to you very shortly. You should probably get them by the end of the week. So um, the theme for these are like tattoos. So um, it's a nice little arm. It has flowers around it and it has a little heart like the mom heart that says lipstick biddies and to be inclusive we have three different designs in three different skin tones so it's light tan and deep so you can choose whichever one works best for you and we're inclusive as fuck here at lipstick biddies so i wanted to have our merchandise reflect that not only that we have an all new sticker shop in the merch store by the way the merch store lipstickbiddies.com is where you can get all of this amazing swag so we have a new sticker shop which has the new designs as well also in the merch store of course you can get the would you rather cards which you're going to hear me playing with at this episode because we interview so many people at the makeup show another thing is make sure to get on the emailer list if you are especially if you're in the atlanta area we're going to be announcing our lipstick biddies atlanta meetup soon hopefully by the end of the week I will be coming out with a date. Make sure to sign up for that email list so that you are in the loop and that you are signed up for notifications on my stories and posts on Instagram at Lipstick Biddies so that you guys know about what's going on. I am finalizing the sponsors. You guys aren't ready. You guys are like not ready. Last year, it was so much fun. We had so many amazing, incredible sponsors, amazing, incredible gifts and raffles. And we are doing it up just the same and even better this year. And I cannot wait for this meet up and hopefully you guys can come and invite your biddies and maybe some of you can come in from out of town that'd be fucking cool as shit another thing is june 1st i have a really really cool collaboration that i'm gonna be announcing it's a really big deal and it's gonna kick off our pride month celebration you biddy we we love our queer biddies i'm queer as fuck and um 
we always do something special for Pride. So we're going to be kicking off Pride with a collaboration announcement on June 1st, which I'm really excited about, and I hope you will be too. As a reminder, you can always support me on the Patreon. It costs less than the price of lipstick. Patreon.com slash lipstick biddies. And we do have our upcoming virtual meetup on the 23rd, which is Sunday at 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure to sign up for that if you are interested in joining us for the meetup. Make sure to tag me and our guests in the post about this episode. Tell us something you learned, something you love. Tag us on Instagram um, at Lipstick Biddies. We love to see it. And drop a review if you haven't already. Guys, the reviews are so important and really help this podcast grow and spread the word about it. So upcoming on this episode, this is the final installment of my interviews from the makeup show back in November. So special thank you for um, giving this opportunity, Shelly Tagar and the makeup show, Instagram at the makeup show, and my assistant Rachel Boxley for taking all the video and audio um, at Rachel, Rachel Austin Boxley. Make sure to follow her on Instagram. She is fucking awesome. And check out the YouTube interviews. You can actually see these interviews on video on our YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe. So the interviews that are on the podcast today are with Rachel, the CEO and founder of Lippy Book, Michael DeVillis of The Powder Group, Ashunta Sharif Kendricks with Ashunta Sharif Beauty, Michaela Wariabi, and Daniela McGee with Glamcore. I hope you all love this episode. Cannot wait until next week. Again, make sure to get on the email list. Can't wait to see you with the new merch. And yeah, lots of cool shit. June is coming, guys. Thank you for your support, and um, we'll talk to you soon. I'm with the incredible Rachel of Lippy Book. Hi, hello, hello, hello. How are you guys? So good. I'm so excited because um, I met Rachel like serendipitously back in New York City in the summer because our friend Anais had the most amazing airbrush makeup class. Yep, yep, that is true. And I was like, I've been watching her, like I think she's like the most amazing content creator on Instagram. Like her videos are so hilarious. I'm like, I finally got to meet her in person. So it's very, very exciting. And I'm glad to be on the show. Yes. And I know we're gonna do a longer one later, but I'm just yes. excited to be yes. here. You got like the you got like one of the first iteration of like the swag. I gave you like the very first sticker and the yes. very first cup koozie. Yes, and you all need to get it. Like when I was like, I, the color, I'm a color, like my whole, my YouTube channel is going to be called Living in Color. I'm like, mm, I just love, I love that. color, so love that. it's awesome. So I know, Rachel, you have a background in photography. Has mm -hmm. that always been your first love as far as your artistic medium? So I am an artistic, what do you say, I'm a jack of all trades mm -hmm. and master of all. What's the, the saying, the real saying? Jack <laughs> of all, of, master master, of none. but at least a master of one or better than a master of none. <laughs> But yeah, so photography is in my blood. My grandfather was a, was a photographer. My dad is a photographer. So it's always been something that I did a lot of, but my main start was actually jewelry. I was a jewelry designer and I used to make, you know, elaborate bib necklaces and, you know, and I got into photography because I was tired of paying photographers that would shoot my jewelry, but they, would sh they wouldn't shoot it the way I wanted to capture it. So I was like, I'm tired of doing that. And I picked up a camera because I was always a kid in college that always took pictures of everything. So I got a camera and I started taking pictures of the models. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing with makeup. I'm like, I need to learn how to do makeup like professionally right. so I can do my makeup, do the makeup and then do the, the photography. Mm -hmm. And then that's how we, where we are today. So my photography bloomed, my makeup became an obsession with lipsticks and then Lippy Book was born. How do you think that your like uh, photography background has aided in your like makeup and like doing, I feel like a lot of makeup artists are like intimidated by 
picking up camera and you're kind of like the opposite. So how has that journey been for you? I think the, the most important part for me in learning how to do makeup, because I was always so soft-handed with makeup, right? So I would put it on because I didn't want it to look too much, but I learned quickly that when you're doing photography, especially with today's cameras, the makeup needs to be more pronounced, you know? So I feel like being a photographer has helped me improve my makeup skills because now when you're doing makeup, you're thinking about how the picture is gonna look. So your contours need to be deeper. It has to be the right shade. It can't be orange, it can't be gray. So you have to find, so it's helped my artistry. It's helped me with my color theory, understanding when you're shooting somebody and you put, they're wearing, you know, like we just shot somebody outside. She um, and Ais did her, his eyelashes in green and there was a red door and a red brick. It was, I mean, the, the colors were just, yeah. So I just feel like every, every makeup artist needs to learn to shoot their own work because you're gonna be in a wedding and first of all, you don't get the, the pictures from a wedding for months. So knowing how to shoot your own work, you have that immediate content that you can put out because that's how you book your next client. So it's really, really important as a makeup artist to know, and a shameless plug, I am coming out with a photography class for makeup artists. <gasps> 10,000 years later, but it's going to happen. Um, so we're like obviously here at the makeup show. And one of the things that I really loved about learning about Lippy Book and the brand is kind of like you launched it out of the interactions that you had at the makeup show. And can you like tell the listeners a little bit about it? Because I feel like it's like really inspiring for people to like just go yeah. for it. So like, can you tell like that story that you told that yeah. story? Can it tell me the story? Yeah. <laughs> So Lippy Book was actually started in 2017, right? And it was started out of just a need, right? I have, I, I doing makeup, I love lip, I feel like lipstick is what completes a makeup application. You can go from a, you know, a red lip to a nude lip in one, with one look. So I had a lot of lipsticks and I was just sick and tired of being bumped at in, you know, when you're doing bridal parties, they bump into you and the lipsticks go sprawling or every single bridesmaid wants a different color and you're digging in bags. They come open, they're nasty. So long story short, started carrying marker books and they weren't the right size. The loops were always too big or too small. So I was cutting like, so one night I was like cutting it up to put stuff in there for a shoot that I had the next day. And I'm like, wait, why can't I just create a product that, you know, that I need? So went to China, made it, didn't do nothing for two years. Two years, it was like, no one knew me. I made all these cases, they were in my garage. And I literally almost gave up. Like I was like, this is not working. Maybe this was such a good idea. In January 2019, I was literally, we were about to liquidate the whole thing, find somebody that would buy everything, and then just go, go on to the next invention. I'm a serial inventor. But somebody was like, the makeup show's coming to Houston in 2019, right after Harvey. They wanted to come and, you know, give the city something exciting after Harvey happened, which was a big hurricane. And I went into the show, you know, all my money that I had left, I put into the booth fee. And um, Danessa and James and Shelly like literally just took me in their wings and I gave Danessa a PR and she was like, drag me to her booth, fill it up with color fixes and every show that she did that weekend, she was like pubbing the lippy book and everybody was rushing to my booth and I'm like, we made so much money like in that one show that I was, <sighs> I was like vindication. I knew this was a good idea, but it just was in front of the wrong audience. You know, and being in the way social media is today, you have to pay to play. And I'm like, I didn't have a big marketing budget. So that show literally opened the door for me to be in front of artists. And the Lippy Book has grown from the original pros to now our 3.0. And soon to come, our pro artist kit, which is a backpack rolling Ooh. loveliness. So y'all getting the first scoop. You're, turn you're talking dirty to me now, <laughs> Rachel. 
You're talking dirty. The first scoop, first scoop. But yeah, it's going to be end of end of 2022. Hopefully by the holidays, it'll be ready. Hell yeah. So excited. I love it. It's a great, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, just don't, my, the whole point of that story is don't give up. Like when it gets the hardest in your journey as a creative, um, it's like that's where your breakthrough is. So just stick with it. Any idea you have, find your target audience and market to those people directly. Use micro influencers. Don't try to go for the big dogs because they're not going to promote you like, you know, somebody that is in there and they're a working artist. So just don't give up. I love that. You're such an <laughs> such an inspirational person and like so supportive to the pro community and that's the people that I gravitate towards as yeah. well and like being authentic to you and like being authentic to who you are as a brand is so important when you're looking to partner with brands exactly. and yeah, like people see right through like when you're, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. Of course, I wanted to give you a little would you rather question. Okay. And we're going to pull a card. These are my brand new would you rather lipstick biddies okay. cards that are available in the merch store now. This is hilarious. <laughs> would you rather your hair is made out of noodles or only be able to apply makeup with your feet? My hair should be made out of noodles. I got size 11 cloggers. Whose feet is gonna be? Who's gonna want my size 11? Y'all see these down here? So noodles, it is, and I love ramen noodles. So hell yeah. Yes, noodles. Yes, noodles. Double duty. That's the answer. So Rachel, uh, can you let our listeners know where they can connect with you? Anything else you want to say before we sign off? So help us spread the word about Lippy Book. I am a solopreneur with some, you know, favorite um, help on the way with NIEs and some people that have been working with me. Um, but spread the word. You can find us on Instagram at lippybook Lippy underscore official. Our website, www.lippybook.com. Um, we don't tweet yet, but we're working on it. And we're working on our TikTok. But it's the same thing, at lippybook underscore official. So thank you guys for your support over the years, for keeping us through the two years of this dang pandemic. And we got some good stuff coming for y'all. So just stay tuned. And it's going to be exciting. Thanks, Rachel. You're welcome. <laughs> The man himself, the founder of the Powder Group, Michael DeVillis. Hi, hey. Michael. Oh, my God. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm so excited to be talking to you because, of course, I'm a member of the Powder Group. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. And it's been, like, such an amazing resource for me as a makeup artist, especially um, I moved from New York to Atlanta, being able to find people right away to work with. Um, what was, like, your idea when you first started the Powder Group? Like, Oh, wow. That's a, <laughs> a loaded question. Back in 1906. <laughs> no, uh, you know, the powder group has turned 18 last month, 18 years Muscle. we've been doing. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. And when I started the powder group, there weren't a lot of programs and community focus for the professional makeup artist industry. And I started it for that. I started, we started with your basic classes on airbrush and bridal and all those things. And then so many other educators started coming in and doing things. We said, we want to do bigger stuff. We want to do big programs, big thinking, uh, the makeup show, things like that. And so with On Makeup Magazine, which is our print publication and online, with the makeup show programming that we partner with them on, with the way that we work with our community of artists around the world, and especially here in North America, our job is to uh, celebrate artists, to put artists in the spotlight and shine a light brightly on them, whether it's through putting them in a virtual program to teach, whether it's putting them in print in the publication or celebrating them in social media. So for us, it's about celebrating the makeup artist and it's about community and gathering because support, as you know, being a member, 
our members of TPG Pro, which is our the membership-based program at the Powder Group, uh, want each other to succeed. They want each other's success as much as they want their own success. And that's a big deal. I, what I love is the it's the same energy you get from the makeup show. You get that energy of love and connection and connectivity and support. And I think that's why the Powder Group and the makeup show work so beautifully together. Um, but I think that the most important thing for me as the founder is that our, our community feels like a family. What is something that like lights you up in your role? Like, was there ever a moment that you were like, this is like what I'm supposed to be doing? This is like what it's all about? You know what? Yes. Um, but those moments come, I'm not going to say often, it feels a little aloof. They come throughout my career. They come, there wasn't a moment. These moments come when someone says to me, I get an email or I get a message or I get a card in the mail or someone hands me a note at a program that said, you've made a difference. I was struggling. I was having a hard time. I wanted to give up. But being here, listening to what you said, reading 10 words, uh, being a part of this community has given me the ability to keep moving forward. That, like I get chills thinking about it. That's what's important to me. That's why I do what I do. It's a, it's, you know, we, we pushed through COVID, we pushed through the pandemic. We were there for our community. Our community was there for each other. And that gave me um, the personal strength, knowing how important it was that we were there to support our community and give people something to look. I would say it was like shiny object. Look over here. Don't <laughs> what pandemic look over here, like take yeah. a program. Right. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that really means a lot to me. Yeah. And Lipstick Biddies is a new community that we're building. So we need to do some sort of collaboration yeah, between okay. Lipstick Biddies and talk about it. Yeah. Absolutely. And as you know, like I feel like Lipstick Biddies is like one of the communities. It's like the TikTok, like add a little bit of spice is like <laughs> that's like Lipstick Biddies. It's like add a little bit of spice. Add a little bit of spice. Have you seen that TikTok? I'm obsessed with TikTok. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I just, oh no, oh no. Oh no. No, oh. no, no, no. That's my favorite song on TikTok. I always know a truck's gonna hit another truck. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, like you're gonna fall in the water. Something, something. Benny, we, we digress. We're off, we're off topic. So, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast yet, but my favorite game to play on the podcast, which I do with every guest that I play with, uh, that I interview, is Would You Rather? Would You Rather? I'm just going to make up something that I wanted to say. <laughs> on the day of a photo shoot, have the best skin of your life or the best hair day of your life. Oh, best skin, period. Always the best skin. Yeah. No doubt about it. Skin is always like hard to come by, like yes. a good skin day. My moppy, messy hair, I don't give a darn about. My skin, <laughs> if I, my skin don't look good at 54 years old, you need your skin to look good. You need to like get that mask on. We love skin. We love B3. Julia Dallenbrush has been on the podcast before. She's fucking awesome. She's one of our um, great partners at the Powder Group. I know. She, like All the people that I gravitate towards are the people that value community, especially you, the Powder Group, like I said. Um, if you haven't heard about the Powder Group, please check it out. Yeah, follow uh, us at the Powder Group. We're real simple. At the Powder Group, at On Makeup Magazine, at Michael DeVellis. I was going to ask you that, but you were just reading my mind. Well, you know, I, 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 take, a, I take a feed really well. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. I oh appreciate God, so it. Great. And enjoy Thank the rest you. of the show. Thank you so much. I love I'm here for my next interview today with an amazing makeup artist and brand owner. Ashunta Sharif Kendricks from Ashunta Sharif Beauty. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful, Rachel. Thank you for having me. 
Oh my gosh, your eyes are absolutely incredible. Is that one of your products that you're wearing today? She's wearing, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, she's wearing the most amazing like duochrome glitter right now. Uh, just amazing, amazing, Thank beautiful. You. Thank you. Yes, this is. This is our unicorn um, multi-chrome glitter palette. We sold out, woo, 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 but we'll be back in stock December 10th. Um, it's a 12 shadow, shadow palette of amazing pressed glitters that transfer. You can mix them, play with them. You can also put them on your lips, your eyes, and little to no fallout. They're amazing. I love them. And vegan and vegan. So I know that you're a makeup artist, and we got to talk a little bit yesterday. Um, what kind of makeup have you been doing lately? Have you been doing a lot of like celebrity clients? Do you do a little bit more like like natural? Well, I've been doing this 25 years, and like I tell everyone, I've kind of done everything. I've walked the gamut, truly. I've, I've worked retail. I started at Mac and Ricky's back in the 90s. Ricky's. Yeah, I worked. I love Ricky's. Yes, Ricky's was everything. I was 19 years old and I worked wow. in worked in the store on 3rd Avenue between 18th and 19th Street. Um, I worked at with Laura Mercier. I worked on Pat McGrath's team, so I worked in fashion. Um, I worked in music, worked with Alicia Keys and Sierra and Puff Daddy and um, Usher. And then I worked in TV and film, worked with Taraji on Empire, Hidden Figures. Um, and just wrapped a movie called Iron Mike for Hulu, which is about Mike Tyson's life. So I have done everything. I've done bridal. Like there's not yes. any area of makeup I haven't touched or won't touch, yeah. um, because except for effects. I do a little light effects. I won't even try to take credit in that area. <laughs> but I, I feel like, you know, I love makeup so much. And when a job calls, if I feel like I can handle it and take it and my, my schedule allow it, I go for it. Nothing stops me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And it's always, it's so funny because I feel like sometimes we feel as makeup artists, especially when we're starting, I'm kind of, I'm very similar to you where I love it all. And even FX, I've done bridal, I've done uh, film, I've done private clients, everything in between because I just love them for different reasons. Um, is there any like facet that you like the most that really lights you up, like a job that would really light you up? Absolutely. I didn't really understand how much I love period pieces until I worked on Hidden Figures. And so now it's like the universe is literally consistently bringing me period pieces. Even Iron Mike, it's an 80s, 90s piece. Um, it's, it's really reminiscent of me being a child growing up New York City, Harlem, it's giving me all of that flavor, all of the flat tops, the, the cuts in the hair, you know, the little to no makeup, but makeup was being worn because we used to lighter our eyeliners and make liquid liner back in the day. So just, I love period. Um, and so I'm really, really drawn into that. Um, the other aspect of makeup that I really, really love is bridal. I don't do as much bridal as I used to, but I, I recently did a friend's wedding and I just was like, wow, I forgot how much I love contributing to making that bride feel gorgeous on that day. So yeah, I love period, I love bridal. Those are like the things that really get me going now. It's so important for biddies, you gotta know your references. Yes, oh my gosh, when you're doing, when we're doing period pieces, the research, I did a Remy, Remy Martin commercial, um, it's starring Usher, you guys have probably seen it, it's called uh, Believe Campaign, and we did six decades. We went through six, so going all the way from 1933 all the way to current. And my team, we had a team of six people. We killed it, we smashed it. But when I tell you storyboards upon storyboards, upon vision boards, upon boards, um, to make sure that everyone was really on point and really understood because sometimes people really get locked in. Oh, it was a red lip back then. No, they didn't even wear lipstick. You know what I mean? Like, or their brows were like this. No, they didn't do that. You know, so really research is really important when we're doing period pieces so that we're lending the truth to the story, not just doing our own thing as artists. So I really take 
really great um, time and pride in doing great, great historical boards for my teams because history is really important. It's important that we really know the errors as makeup artists and not just think we know, you know? I remember looking at one of Kevin Kwan's book and like he does a lot of period makeup and like just seeing him recreate the iconic, beautiful like sirens of the age like Marilyn Monroe, Sophia Loren and all these people that he did modernize makeup on really kind of like is what like want, made me want to do makeup and character makeup. Absolutely. Kevin O'Quan and Sam Fine are the two people, you know, God rest Kevin's soul, Sam is still living, but they're the two living people that the, the first two makeup books that I purchased at 19 years old, I had, you know, making faces and, you know, I would stare at the pictures constantly and then really learning the art of contouring. Like contouring was used because it was black and white film. You know, and you really need to see people's features and things needed to be chiseled out. Whereas opposed to when Technicolor came through 20th Century Fox years later, you know, we got color. You didn't have to contour as hard. So, you know, just learning why it was used, why the technique was actually created. You know, that stuff is really important. That's really cool. I actually, I did not know that. And that makes so much sense. And the more you know, Vidis. <laughs> History buff. I was an anthropology major. I went to Howard University, HU, represent um, Bison. I got to always represent my school. But no, seriously, history for me is it's just it's, it runs through my veins. So when I take on a job that's period piece oriented, I dig. I go deep dive. You know, like really, really into it. And I always wanted to know, like, why do we do so much contour? Because in the 90s, we had a lot of chiseling, monochromatic, contoured looks that were really reminiscent of things we saw in the 40s and 50s before color was full bloom. And it makes sense, you know, because history always repeats itself. Like right now, we're doing kind of a hosh-posh mix between 50s, 70s, and, and 90s makeup. You know, it's kind of like a, a whole amalgamation of, of decades mixed yeah. together. So it's kind of cool. Everything always comes back. So now that we know a little bit about like your background with makeup, what made you now, now you have this amazing makeup line that's here at the makeup show today. Um, what made you decide to start your own makeup brand? The pandemic. Um, I was working every day, you know, 70, 80 hours a week on a TV show and we came to a screeching halt. Um, we, we got hit with a COVID case on March 13th and the doors closed to our show and we didn't even get to finish our season. We had two episodes and they literally edited it out and the whole show wrapped and the show was gone. And it was, I feel like, you know, for a lot of people who were in that same predicament, it wasn't just me, it was thousands and thousands of union makeup artists and hairstylists and costumers and everyone out of work abruptly. You know, for after I kind of went through a depression, went through feeling like, what am I doing? Cause I'm busy every day, now I'm not busy. <laughs> you know, I'm figuring out my time. I, I literally thought maybe I won't be doing makeup again. Maybe this, this virus will be so detrimental to humanity that I won't have an income. And so I had to think on my feet. I have eight children, I have a husband, we have a mortgage, and I had to just get on my feet. Like, what can I do? Because I always say to makeup artists, we're not reinventing the wheel, right? Makeup is makeup is makeup, but what can we do to actually put our ingenuity into it? And so I created Magnetize, which is a magnetic lash line. Um, and we literally, since January 29th, have sold out seven times. Um, we have the best magnetic lashes on the market because they are handmade. They're not mass produced. They were designed by me, a makeup artist who wanted lightweight lashes um, that everyday women could put on because we were covered from here down. Yeah. And so everyone who loves lipstick like me, I love, love lipstick and wore lash extensions and also found out I was allergic to glue. 
Right, all during the pandemic. I'm like, really? I can't even wear freaking lashes? Are you kidding me? So I had to figure out a lot of things. So I found that magnetic liner worked for me. I didn't get the same irritation, but the magnetic lashes that were on the market, no offense to any brands, they just didn't last long. They didn't stay on long. Their liner would come off. I'd have to keep reapplying. So really formulation and technique and experience was put poured into creating this brand. And then we've grown now to inc include vegan products. All our lashes are vegan, by the way, and all our products are vegan. So now we have our, our unicorn palette, our unicorn highlighter. We have our browsing, which is an old fashioned style vegan brow soap, which comes with uh, hydro aloe water. So you don't dry your brow soap out. So we have really great products that have been a lot of thought put into it. And that the motivating factor was, I don't want to be homeless. And I want to be able to still give quality products to people and not rate people for products at the same time. Because I didn't, it wasn't a motivating factor of just needing money, but how can I create something that actually is adding to people's kits and to people's lives that's actually good quality products that are healthy formulations and actually durable and really work. So it was kind of a combination of my need and their need mixed together. So, wow, that was like a... <laughs> You're, you're, you and I are so similar because this is why I could, this is why I have a podcast because I'd sit and talk for like an hour straight and not even be talking to anybody and just talking into a microphone, right? Um, but oh no, I'm a Libra. Oh, cool. Libra, what? We, we Libra Sun, Virgo Moon, Gemini Rising. I'm a Virgo Rising, okay. Cancer Moon, Pisces Sun. So we're somewhere mixing, yeah. and I have a lot of Libra in my chart. Okay. Because Libra and Gemini, you know, Aquarius is there. They're, they're the queens and kings of, of communication. So that's why I know how to talk. It's yeah. all that air up in me. I love that. I love that. Uh, well, like what, what you were saying, especially like pivoting in this, we hate use like this overused word of pivoting, right. but um, that's kind of why the podcast was born because I'm a makeup artist and I'm like, well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Well, shit. So basically, so basically now, you know, we have the podcast and all the beautiful biddies that are supporting me are the reason why I'm here at the makeup show today. It's pretty surreal. I'm sure for you, you've had so many career milestones. And is this the first year that you're at the makeup show with your brand? No, I've been coming to the makeup show. James Vincent is a dear friend of mine and he pulled me into the makeup show. I feel like my first time was 2015. He had me speak here in New York. And I had my dual ended foundation stick called Perfect Blend, which we will not say that name again um, because I had to do a whole trademark lawsuit with that. But anyway, what? I, see, I'm very transparent. I don't care. Um, but we, we won Same. in the end. We won in the end. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, James brought me here with that one product. And that one product, I've built a makeup show family. I've spoken at Chicago, Orlando, Houston, LA, New York over the last six years, seven years now. Um, this just happened really because I was like, Shelly, I wanted, she was like, do you want to do it? I'm like, I want to get out here and do it. Everyone was kind of scared a little bit, you know, because of COVID and vaccination, I'm vaccinated and all that. So I was like, no, I'm not scared. Let's, let's go. I want to do this. So, you know, this is, this is our family, um, our, make, our makeup artist community. This is where we feel love and support for each other. This is where we get to really road test and see new products, new brands. It's so exciting to see makeup artists come with new brands. I feel like I'm here with a new brand because I literally came here with a foundation stick and a brush almost seven years ago. And now I'm here with a full color line and lashes. So it does feel like my first time, honestly, it does. And I'm really excited about it.
same because it feels like my first time because I'm here with my brand yes. and I've always worked with Ruby May Cosmetics three years in a row and this is my first year here with my own brand. Yeah, so it's, it's just really, it's thrilling and exciting because I'm doing something completely different that I didn't know I would be doing. Um, and you know, you just have to follow the yellow brick road. It sounds so corny, but it truly is like when you close your eyes and you kind of visualize like where you want to go in life. And I find that the pandemic gave me that stillness that I just could not get because I was working 80 hour weeks. It's really hard to get to get that balance of know where you're going next. I was just kind of going like wherever wherever my client went, I went and I, I love my, my sister Taraji because she opened up a whole new door to me. I wouldn't have known how much I love period pieces if it wasn't for working with her. So, you know, don't shortcut the steps the universe puts you on and the people that are utilized in that in that journey. But in order to get to your journey, sometimes you just have to get still and get focused on what is it? What's my purpose? What am I to do? And I love making people feel happy and glitter is like, you can't get happier with with glitter. Glitter makes the world go round. <laughs> amen, amen, I love that. And that's why I was like, ah, oh, we, gotta, we gotta talk to you. <laughs> that's what connected us, it's glitter. Yeah. Absolutely. It's fabulous, look, it's not my brand, but it's fabulous. <laughs> it's Vanessa, no, it's Vanessa Myrex. Yeah. She is. And to, speaking about family and community, one of my favorite things to do on this podcast is play some games. And my favorite game is Would You Rather? And I have my Would You Rather Lipstick Bitties cards that I love to play with you. So would you rather your client has extreme BO or your client has extreme halitosis? Woo! I'm sure you probably dealt with both. We've all, we've all had both. I think I would rather deal with BO over halitosis mm -hmm. and the reason why is halitosis is something that is really correct like you have to do some <laughs> real deep correcting cleansing and detoxing that i may not have time but i can give you a spray down and a wipe right. and give you some deodorant so and i'm not ashamed to tell a client like hey it's going off a little bit yeah. and i'll tell them and they'll be like oh really so i have yeah. no but halitosis that's touchy <laughs> Because that's deep internal in the stomach, which means you need to do some detox. And y'all, we all have Jow in our kit, and Jow you could actually use as deodorant. Right, absolutely. You can totally use Jow as deodorant. So we are, we are uh, multi-use queens here. Absolutely. So thank you so much for giving us your time. So can you let the listeners know where they can find you on social media? Anything else you want to say before we sign off? Absolutely. So my name is Ashunta Sharif Kendricks, and it's Ashunta Sharif Beauty. And you can find me in two places on Instagram at Ashunta Sharif or at Ashunta Sharif Beauty and also on TikTok at Ashunta Sharif Beauty. Deuces. Thanks everybody. Biddies, you've heard me so many times raving about how incredible my Patreon community is. And I want to tell you guys about it because it is the best way to support your girl, the HBIC, as we build this Lipstick Biddies community up worldwide. You all want to support me. I appreciate that. It is so much work to run this podcast. It is a one-woman show. We are just starting to up-level with new things like editors and all these crazy things that I'm finally getting to pay for because of the support of my Patreon trends and I cannot thank you enough. So the Patreon is amazing because you get to support me with a small monthly donation starting at $5 a month. Biddies, that is less than the price of a lipstick and you get something in return as a thank you from me to you. You get monthly bonus episodes. You get a merch pack. You get a podcast shout out. You get monthly meetups. You get makeup classes. It is incredible. There are different tiers 
pick whichever one's right for you. It is the best way to support me and also connect with biddies around the world, both pro makeup artists and beauty enthusiasts, and also have a little bit more of an intimate experience with your girl. I love my patrons. If it weren't for them, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. It truly is the best way to help grow this community, and I appreciate all of you so much. Check the link in the show notes or just go to patreon.com slash lipstickbiddies. Thanks, biddies, and see you in the Patreon. So excited because I amazingly got to run into the fabulous Michaela, who is, oh my gosh, I'm just so happy that we got to finally connect. How are you? I'm doing lovely. How are you? I'm doing so good, and I'm just so happy and grateful that we were able to connect today because we've connected over the internet. It's always so amazing to meet people in person. Community is so important. Yes, it is very much so. And you've been an educator for the makeup show. You work in so many different realms of the makeup industry. What is so important to you about community in the makeup show? Um, I think that community is really important because working as an artist is very lonely. It's kind of singular. Um, and sometimes when we're existing in those singular spaces, we think we're the only one going through certain things. Um, and I think support from the community is really important for us. Like navigating this industry in a healthy way um, and also sharing information that allows us to navigate in a wiser and more efficient and smart way. Yeah, I was going to say, you're one of the people who I feel like really is so outspoken about sharing and about things like rates, making sure that you are compensated, making sure that you are sticking up for yourself. I feel like at Clubhouse, you've really kind of like rocked the industry by actually leading the way with this. So have you always been so passionate about, you know, being vocal in these kinds of spaces? Um, I would say I was passionate, but maybe before I was a little scared or intimidated to be so. Um, you know, and over the past couple of years, I definitely have become more empowered to be vocal. Um, but I have always shared privately, I would say. But now I'm, I, I think I'm in a position that I feel more confident to do it. In a, in a louder way, but it took some work to get there. What would you say to like baby artists coming up that are you know, nervous about raising their rates or they might feel like hesitant, like they're gonna lose business or be seen a certain way? Do you have any like words of advice for people that are trying to sort that out? Yeah, I would say one, if you are dealing with people not wanting to pay your rates and they are at like a reasonable and good place, those are probably not the people you want as clients, but also find your tribe, find like, your people and talk to folks. You know, mentorship is really important. Find someone that's further along than you are and ask them for advice. And generally people that have your best interest at heart will help you. I love that, that's amazing. And you really have been integral to this conversation and the conversation that I try to put forward on Lipstick Biddies where we're sharing because it takes us talking about it and sharing to change the conversation. Absolutely. One of the things I do on Lipstick Biddies is I always play Would You Rather. Okay, have Would You Rather have a free ticket to your dream masterclass and someone in the audience keeps <laughs> ripping Silent But Deadly. That's funny. Um, there's an uncontrollable crying baby. Oh, I'm definitely going to take the Silent But Deadly. <laughs> like, hard away. It is really hard. Have you ever been on flight with like a crying it baby? It's literally the bane of my existence. Um, I am a childless person, so... The sound of berries crying is a little intense for me. So there you have it. We've heard it here first. <laughs> and right now when we have the mask, we can like totally like get. Exactly. Yeah. And there's always, you know, put a little scent on your arm and smell that. But I can't like 
You can't stop a baby from crying. We love a little lavender oil. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you, Michaela, so much for your time. Um, I really appreciate it. Can you let the listeners know where they can find you on social media? Anything else you want to say as parting advice for the listeners? Um, parting advice, stay authentic and be who you are. And all the people you're seeking are seeking you. Um, and you can find me uh, on Instagram at my name, like Michaela Wariabi. Um, I'm that on everything, basically. TikTok, uh, there's not much on TikTok, but... Instagram, Twitter, website, everything's my first and last name. Thanks, Michaela. Thank Thanks, Biddies. We'll talk to you soon. I'm here at the Glamcore booth with Daniela McGee, who is the head of influencer marketing. How are you, Daniela? Good. How are you? I'm so excited to be on. Thank you for coming. Yes, of course. I uh, we fucking love Glamcore. Like Biddies love Glamcore. Let me tell you, like my Ricky Skinny is like one of the things that like I could not live without <laughs> oh good i'm so happy to hear that honestly i can't live without my ricky skinny either and like every time that we like gift one or like someone buys it and they come and say hi they're like oh my god thank god for the ricky skinny because it's like a lifesaver yeah. for the makeup yeah it's great to travel with so i love how you and this if you biddies are watching on youtube you probably could see a little bit of the booth we'll like take a little bit of video but like the amount of like variety you all have like you have like a big full-length mirror oh god do you have so what do you have in your house do you have every you have everything no i don't i wish i did i have um the ricky skinny i have the ricky tall i have the ricky cutie i have like all the ricky ones um i don't have any of the big lamcore mirrors i don't have space in my apartment but when i move like the first thing i'm getting is like the huge um fortune and fame mirror which is like behind you you guys will see it like if you're on youtube you'll see it after but um, yeah, and then I have like the multimedia acts for like filming stories or reels because I love making like TikToks and stuff yeah. for fun. Yeah. And then I actually also have the Galileo. So I have a good variety of things. So we were talking about TikToks, lipstick biddies. We love TikToks. We love reels. We love content creating. Um, and that's your space. Are you, um, do you have any background in makeup or what, like, how did you come to be part of the Glamcore team? Yeah, so actually my background is in influencer marketing. Um, and the reason why um, I became part of the Glamcore family was because lighting is crucial in content creation and in the beauty industry. I, my background was in the beauty industry, not in makeup artistry and esthetician, but more like YouTubers and content creators in the space that like loved makeup, hauls, and etc. So um, I learned about Glamcore through that, and then I was like, oh my god, I need to be part of this team because they're creating something for the beauty industry that is crucial for it to survive. So we are part of the beauty industry, but we're all also in tech. So it's kind of like an amazing mix because the beauty industry and content creation depends on lighting. So it's like the perfect combination. And it seems like you're really enthusiastic and you really love what you do. Oh my God, I love influencer marketing, I love social media, and I love like the company, Glamcore and Ricky Loves Ricky, they're amazing. Yeah. Glamcore has always been really supportive of the community. They did um, a webinar with iArtist, so always brands that are like in, involved in the beauty industry in a more community-oriented way, and Glamcore is one of those brands, which is why I definitely wanted to come by and say hi. And I know a lot of biddies who listen are content creators or wanting to get into the influencer space. Do you have any like words of wisdom or um, as a brand, what you look for when you're looking to partner with um, creators? Yeah, um, authenticity, I think is 
crucial and it's key when it comes to content creation. Um, this space has changed. It's not about numbers. It's not about um, who has more followers, who gets more likes. It's about who's authentic and who really loves the brand and who really has an engaged audience that loves them and that follows them, not for the numbers and the data, but for everything else. So that would be like my best little piece of advice for someone coming from the brand side because we can see that and it's really important. Yeah. I always talk about that too and that's the reason why Lipstick Biddies has grown so like quickly I feel like uh, because I'm authentic to what I like doing and like every video that I make, everything that I do brings me so much joy. You know it's really funny, I'll have to show you after we get off this interview. The very first like reel that I made that was like comedy kind of base was actually based around the Ricky Skinny <laughs> mirror. It was oh like, it's, I'll have to show it to you after. It was kind of like, it was it was an interesting It was an interesting take. It was like my first kind of go at like a viral TikTok sound. But um, there's ways that you can like almost like integrate, which is what I'm noticing right now is there's ways that you can integrate product placement into your content creating in a way that doesn't feel like a commercial, mm -hmm. but you're just like giving like a nod and a wink to it. And that I feel like has been something that when I partner with brands, they've noticed. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's so important, especially for like the whole paid influencer marketing space, like like product integration, product placement, all of that. Like if it's just here's my product and these are the features, go buy it. Like that doesn't work anymore. It used to not anymore because it's a whole different space. Yeah. So um, definitely like authenticity is key, especially for that. Yeah. TikTok's changed everything and it's like you have the sponsored ads and I swear, I swear to you if I see any more cloud slides like on my For You page, being like, you need to buy these. I'm like, bitch, no, I don't. <laughs> so anyways, so um, I know that you're just getting, you're just getting a taste of Lipstick Bitties podcast. So one thing that I do on every episode of Lipstick Bitties is play my favorite game, which is Would You Rather? Would you rather have your makeup be photoshopped to filth for a massive publication or be stuck with sperm brows for the rest of your life? Photoshopped to filth. I'm, yeah, the brow, no, no way. Yeah. I cannot have yeah. sperm brows. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us who grew up in like the early 2000s, like, like, er, like I'm, I was born in 88. We, a lot of people didn't make it out alive. Thankfully, I'm Italian and I did. As you can see, my brows are like all brushed up. Oh my God, I, I'm glad I wasn't there for that. I'm a whole decrepit people. I was um, a baby when that happened. So before you were born. Yeah, I I I feel like when I was younger, like the, it was the really thin brows. And I remember one day I like came home from school and I told my mom I wanted to shave my brows because they were too hairy. And my mom was like, "Don't you ever shave your brows." And then to this day, like I've never waxed my brows. I've never like plucked my eyebrows or anything because my parents scared me so much when I was younger. Like if you touch your brows, like everything bad in the world will happen to you. So I know we shouldn't be like threatening like no gifts or Santa Claus. Be like, you're not gonna have any brows when you're older. Yeah, <laughs> These are the things that we should be like warning people about. You have beautiful brows. They have such a beautiful shape to them. So um, before we close out, can you let our listeners know where to follow you? Anything else you want to say to them before we sign off? Of course. So we are at Glamcore Official on Instagram and at Ricky Loves Ricky. Um, if you come from the podcast, send us a DM and maybe we'll DM you back a little code for you guys. Um, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Nice to meet everyone. Thank you for listening and watching. And yeah, thank you so much. Emil. 
thank you for listening to the Lipstick Biddies podcast. To receive a special surprise from the head biddy in charge in the mail, make sure to drop a review in the app and DM your screenshot to me at Lipstick Biddies. Remember, you are a badass fucking biddy. See you next week.